Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. Yet again, episode 97 now. We're, we're, we're getting closer and closer to the 100 mark. Um, this one's going to be a busy one. A lot going on in tonight's podcast, so I uh, don't want to waste too much time here on the intro. So uh, without further ado, this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. So let me update you guys on where I'm at right now. Um, like I said, a little bit hectic. So typically we record these on Monday evenings, as you week-to-week listeners definitely know by now. But it is actually Sunday night at the moment, and I'm going to try to record half of this tonight, I think, and then the other half in the morning, potentially. I don't know. Um, I have a lot of guests lined up. We're looking to get your Gaitis on the phone, Chadwick on the phone, Agner should join us at some point, Daniel Schultz should join us at some point, as they were all involved in the last series, so they all have, uh, have some good stuff to talk about. But the reason I am recording this on Sunday and possibly Monday, too, is I'm actually going to be going up north for, I think, just a quick 48-hour trip to help out my cousin um, doing a, fam- a favor for a family member. And reason being, I feel like I've had a bit of a, uh, a wake-up call over the last few weeks. Um, so I recently learned that my high school baseball coach actually was extremely sick over the last few months, um, really over the off-season. And, um, I mean, they were concerned, I think, about his life even. But... Lucky enough, he's actually already back coaching and out there. And I, I heard about this and went and saw him. Um, and I saw Zerlag play, of course, a couple of days ago. It was good to catch up with both Zerlag and my coach. And then my uncle Gary, um, he also had a heart attack about a week and a half ago now and had to have open heart surgery. And once again, luckily, he is recovering well so far. So that's amazing. And then unfortunately, we actually lost... Um, a family member of somebody in MLW. This is all within the last two weeks or so. So um, it's uh, it's been been a rough couple weeks around here, and it's you know opened up my perspective again. It's been a refresher on how harsh reality can be. So um, like I said, maybe if my cousin had asked me to go up there and help him out up north for you know do some chores or whatever, I would typically just say you know no because I'm busy with the podcast and everything else going on around here. But um, I don't know, these last couple of weeks have made me just appreciate family more, and it's been, like I said, it's been a reality check, and, um, you know, so I might as well go to spend a couple of days with my cousin, because why not? You never know. I encourage all of you to just, you know, never take um, family members for granted, friends for granted, and just cherish those relationships and cherish every moment while you have them, because um, you just never know. So, not to try to start off this podcast too somber, too uh, too sad, to be honest, but... um. Like I said, just update you guys on reality and what's going on and why this is such a hectic episode. But I think, nonetheless, uh, it should be a good one. Got a lot of guests lined up, like I said, and a lot of co-hosts, if you will. So uh, we'll get right into it. All right, to start off this hectic show, I am joined by my co-host, Jack Agner. Jack, thank you for joining. Oh, happy to be here, as always, Tom. Oh, Jack is thrilled. Living the dream. Hey, J- Jack's helping me out here. It was, it was late notice, Sunday night pod, a little quick pod. And uh, he just came from his, what, lacrosse banquet? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was like a first, it was a school-wide little uh, end-of-the-year banquet honor some of the uh, some of the successful seniors this year. So, Like yourself. I'm not a big fan of banquets, if I'm being real honest. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to be on this podcast and out of that, out of that banquet hall. Okay. Well, from my experience from banquets, um, it's food makes or breaks it. So how was the food? Well, that was probably the most disappointing part because it was maybe the only thing I was looking forward to. And uh, my table was probably the second 
to last table oh. that was called up there. And uh, all the chicken piccata was gone. Oh. The, the thing I was looking forward to the most was gone. Nowhere to be found. Um, I was left with scraps, you know, maybe <laughs> a little bit of s- tomato here and some salad. And that was about it. That but, is devastating. Um, yeah, no, it's it was not it was not ideal. And chicken piccata is uh, good, too. That sucks. I went, you know, went there to support some of the, some of the boys who I knew were up for some awards. So um, shout out to those guys. If they're listening, they know who they are. Congratulations. But yeah, banquet's over. So now we're here talking whiffs. No place I'd rather be. We got a little breakdown from the previous upload, as you guys have seen. Um, Thoughts, Jack. As Thoughts. the captain, what are you thinking? What, what, what was going through your head while watching that video? Yeah, so, I mean, before I watched the video, I had texted Jason just to kind of get his, you know, take on it um, and really what he had said, and and we'll have him on and he can talk about it, but um, really just, like, didn't hit well enough, the magic uh, overall in the okay. day. Um, I think that was kind of a theme, but looking, you know, a little bit deeper into it, it was obviously a tough loss in game one, right? First, first game of the year. Um, I really thought Trevor pitched well. I mean, that's, I think I said it on the previous podcast. Like that's how I expected the series to go is pretty low scoring. Mm -hmm. I mean, it always is with the Eagles. It's just kind of whether or not you can pitch well enough against the Eagles. And I thought we did. I thought Trevor in that first game pitched well enough to get a win. We just kind of stranded too many guys. Uh, We left too many guys on base we talk all the time about how crucial timely hitting is. It's not hitting. It's timely hitting, Mm -hmm. um, especially in MLW. And I just, I just felt like we didn't get those hits in that first game. However, second game, I thought the team um, showed a lot of resiliency, a lot of effort, really an incredible defensive performance. I wish I could have seen it in person, but an incredible defensive performance by Jason Chadwick. I don't think he had very many strikeouts, but he had maybe, you know, four ground ball, four or five like ground ball outs. Two of them he threw the guys out at home. Yeah, to the other choices. Runs. It was it was it was really uh, nice to see that, you know, development from him in the second year of like making a lot of plays defensively. I think as we saw with the Diamond Packs last year, that can be a really big difference maker. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, in the, in the postseason when every, every hit matters, but then game three, Jason had kind of said, I mean, he might touch on it when we get him on, but he had said they went with the decision to go back to bottom just because his arm was a little bit tired after that long game two, which I, which I could reason with. And after watching game one, I would, would have probably made that same decision or been fine with it. If Jason would have told me, Hey, you know, my arms store throw Trevor Mm -hmm. and once again, it was like, I mean, he pitched really well. It was a low scoring game. Dallas pitched well. Um, we just didn't get those those timely hits that we needed. And it was tough to end it the way they did. But give credit to the Eagles, man. They're a dangerous looking squad. squad. I, I, I watched that video and um, I would say that the the greater like the thing that stood out to me the most from that video was not like oh wow this is a bummer like the magic lost one mm-hmm. two it was more if i'm being completely honest like wow this eagles team has like a lot of potential like they you know i was watching going you know us magic boys like we're not playing that bad we're in it 
it's just like the, the Eagles have a lot of really good young guys on their team and um, they're a dangerous looking squad. Look out for them for sure. But overall in the day, you know, I was pretty pleased um, with the pitching. Just didn't yeah. get the timely hits. You, you know, no, no. Ho- yeah, no home runs. Um, that's obviously, you know, not ideal, but it happens. It's kind of the first series getting the bats loose. I think, you know, it obviously just kills me once again to like not be there, you know, watching the video. I felt there were maybe some scenarios where it's like, uh, you know, I maybe could have batted that guy in, but it's Mr. Timely hitting it's say, you know, it's like, yeah, obviously you you say that watching the video, but you never know what would happen out there. Um, and you know, tough sport game, but it's tough, but that's kind of my two cents on it. I mean, it's sort of like the first series. I'm not really going to read into it too much. Nuts. Um, just because there's a lot of stuff going on. But overall, I'm proud of the boys for, you know, going out there without me, sticking to the game plan, staying strong. I thought we looked confident out there. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jack. Um, I mean, like we discussed before, there was a reason why it was so difficult to make those preseason power rankings, right? Everyone has a lot of talent. I personally did not expect the Eagles to look that good, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. um, I, like you said, I thought it was going to be low scoring. I knew Daniel and Dallas were going to pitch well. Um, Trevor and Jason, I think, were more of question marks for me just because I wasn't sure of how much work they had put in the offseason and that kind of thing. But they both looked great out there. They kept the Eagles off balance. And um, I mean, this is a good Eagles team. Dan mm-hmm. can hit the ball. Dallas can hit the ball. Blade Walker proved that that kid can hit the ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very limited experience in MLW. He hit, he hit great. It's a bummer that the Eagles are going to lose him for probably the remainder of the season due to his, his surgery. Um, yeah. Landon Yurgaitis, rookie, first appearance, couple of clutch hits, timely hits, that walk-off single. Um, so that's just the kind of stuff that I guess you guys um, didn't uh, weren't fortunate enough to capitalize on. But um, someone who really impressed me in that series, like you mentioned how good the pitching was, um, Bonham, he came out and he gave me what I knew Bonham would. You know, he, he throws a yeah. lot of strikes. He pounds the zone. He uh, knows how to change speeds when he needs to. And um, But Chadwick really developed the arsenal. Chadwick was featuring a nasty, like, drop slash screwball. And he's actually joining us now on the pod. Jason, thanks for calling in. Uh, of course, Tom. Pleasure. Always, always a pleasure. You don't Great have to, to have you on, Jack. Great yeah. to have you. We, re- we are, we are reuniting the captain and his predecessor for the moment. <laughs> but... Um, no, first and foremost, I wanted to ask you, yeah, how, how much work did you put in this offseason to your arsenal? Because like I said, um, right away, I was like, whoa, this kid added a pitch. Yeah, well, actually, I haven't actually thrown a wiffle ball. Probably <laughs> I took like... Expose yourself. Probably, yeah, like a seventh-month hiatus because if I Ooh. try throwing baseballs and wiffle balls at the same time, mm-hmm. those two just do not correlate I whatsoever. Agree. I remember last the last year's spring training video, I had just come back from baseball. And um, I was there like, yeah, go out there for an inning. And I was like, yeah, I'll warm up. I swear, I think the first four pitches I threw didn't even hit the netting. Oh, my God. And I was like, I, I, I was like, Garrett Jonah, you're coming in. Like, I didn't even try pitching. I was like, I'm not going to embarrass myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, actually, I've only thrown one bullpen since last season. That's impressive. Pretty but, impressive. But it's not really what the coach likes to hear, the manager <laughs> likes to hear, but I'll take it based on the video oh, and the you, performance. I'll absolutely take it. You, that's how you roll. That's how you roll. On the mound, you look good. But no, also don't like undervalue those baseball reps, though, because mm. I've mentioned before how much more difficult it has been for me to pitch just because of, you know, you lose your arm slot, you lose your mechanics, yeah. but throwing every day like you've been over the past several yeah. months at, at your college. 
I'm sure has done a lot more help than hurt. So, yes. Oh, so, definitely. It, keep, it keeps my arm fresh. Exactly. It keeps you in shape. You're out there looking yeah. fresh as ever. Yeah, um, for sure. But as Jack mentioned, I think we can all agree that the you know you guys didn't get quite as many you know timely hits as you needed. Yeah. Um, was there some frustration going on in in the Magic dugout? Oh, of course. Um, game one, obviously, that was obviously all of our guys' first game seeing live pitching in a mm-hmm. minute. Um, yeah. So game one, I kind of assumed, you know, we'd come out kind of flat. Um, so we were we were lucky just to get one runoff, Dan, in the first inning. But game two was just kind of frustrating because we were putting actually, like, a lot of balls in play. Like, I know myself, like, I was seeing Dan pretty well, and they just were not resulting in hits. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the frustrating part. There's balls in play on um, both sides. So, like, that was just the really frustrating part. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just – obviously, wiffle ball – is just about getting the timely hit. Like you said, it's not so much about stringing base runners together. It's kind of just getting the one hit. Um, And we just didn't do that, um, obviously. But, you know, I was still really happy with with how we battled and stuff because that series was – that was a battle. So, um, yeah, I I, I think we'll heat up next series. Yeah, I mean, your guys' next series is going to be against the Cobras. Um, Yeah. Realistically right. speaking, you know, what kind of preparation can be done, you think, to try to improve on um, your guys' at-bats and just to get that home runner, to get that hit with runners on yeah. runners in scoring position? What can yeah, you do? I mean, yeah, I think it's honestly just like as simple as just going to a backfield and just throwing to each other. I mean, obviously me and Trevor um, and Liam, I think we think it's pretty well known. We all live like 10 minutes away from each other. So it's really easy to kind of just – meet up and go do something. But yeah, I think it's honestly just seeing as many pitches as we can um, out of different arm slots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think the more we do that and the more we see live pitching, the better off we'll be. Okay. Yeah. I so. think, uh, I think that's definitely um, a good point. Good thing to strive for. My personal opinion would be that a lot of the the skill and the timeliness and hitting in MLW, especially a, a lot of it comes from just confidence. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, me, me and you, Jay, haven't even really discussed too much in depth this series yet, but just because I'm curious and for the listeners as well, like what was the feeling there showing up, you know, first series, like without me there as, as like the, you yeah. know, manager sort of like, you know, guy calling the shots to, to some extent, like how was it? How was yeah. the experience? I mean, it was definitely a different vibe. Um, I think we all know you're kind of like the energizer guy of the squad. Um, so it's definitely different. I having you there. Um, uh, I try to be more vocal and stuff like that, but I mean, Sad, no man. one's you. Yeah. No one's you. No one's I mean, Jack. No, no <laughs> one's Jack. It's like no a, matter how hard I try. It's like so, a wolf I mean, pack yeah. without their alpha. <laughs> sure. Maybe For I'm sure. going to, maybe I'm going to have to up my game in terms of the, the motivational text I send before the series or something. Or <laughs> maybe a some vo- sort of hype, no, some sort of hype video voice to memo. let them know I'm there. Voice memo. That could change yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> voice memo. I'll, I'll, I'll just play it over my Bluetooth speaker in the car. Just an yeah. hour straight of Jack. <laughs> Jack just yelling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was definitely a different feel. Um, obviously, I think we would get used to it if you had to miss any more series, but um, – yeah, I think all around is just kind of just kind of a different vibe to the field with you not being there. Yeah, well, I mean, I appreciate those <laughs> those kind words. Um, that might that might happen here in the future where there's a few more series that I'm not at. But overall, I thought you guys, you know, held your own, played played strong, played hard. If there was maybe 
one thing that you would like to see? Um, you know, we talked about the timely hitting, but maybe mm-hmm. another uh, piece that the the Magic could develop, you know, yeah. going through this honestly, season. Yeah, honestly, coming into the series, I, uh, LJ and Trev, they're, they're pretty patient batters overall. They don't really swing at many balls. But honestly, I think we needed to be more aggressive because it seemed like every count we were in, we were just letting Dan with a free riser right down the middle. They weren't even really attempting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Dan is so frustrated to face. Yeah. yeah. I've said it time Dan, and time. Yeah. Dan, Dan, like he, he, and his, his knock drop was just disgusting. That it, was day. On, it was, it was, on. it was, so I felt bad for Trevor. Trevor got put on blast a couple of times. Yeah. I, I remember I'm already last chopping up the TikTok. Yeah. I remember last year, his opening day against the, d-backs he just looked miserable mm-hmm. and i was like oh maybe you know maybe dan will come out maybe he'll come out flat and then like the first inning through a nut drop that like went over trevor's head i yeah. think he was, was scarred like, well, from last year yeah it's, i was like well didn't work out for you guys yeah and and like dallas was incredible like that dallas like, I, is scary good i think like, dallas has I mvp swear, potential in the yeah, future like, i went i went to the series like i watched i watched some film from last year and like you know he always had a lot of movement but he could never really locate it and um he walked a lot of guys and like I wasn't even coming close. To he was kind of throwing the same really? drop that you were, but yeah. his was like cutting just as hard, yeah. if not it, harder. He just he throws it so hard, and like it just has it's such firm. violent movement. It's firm. Yeah, like and then he'll back that up with one of his banana balls, <laughs> and it's like I like yeah that we had no shot against Dallas. Like I'll just say, like we had zero chance chance against him, but zero chance. There were there <laughs> yeah, were zero chance. Zero chance. <laughs> there was you know you know uh, back to the the drop ball from Dan or whatever you call that pitch that he throws, you know, which one I'm talking about. It was just funny to watch because you know, it's on when (laughs) like there were a couple at bats where you actually struck out on that pitch, but it didn't, it didn't hit the strike zone. But like you could literally, like if you slow it down, you can see just based on your body movement, like you, react just because you know that like it's a good chance it's going to be a strike anyway yeah. like, even though the ball isn't even close to it being a spot that like you can hit it well, you yeah, kind of just like have to swing i mean that's the name yeah. of the game too like let's just talk about daniel schultz for example um the knuck drop that's going to cross the zone kind of like in your happy zone as a hitter mm-hmm. may hit the bottom portion or bottom <laughs> pipe of yeah. the zone Whereas yeah. balls that are coming in in a spot that you do not want to hit them are the ones that are going to come down and be strikes. So it's yeah, it's difficult. You know, you and have like, to, you have to be aware of that though, and just try to try to fight it yeah. off. And same like, thing goes for risers though. Like the risers yeah. that are coming in and being buried in the bottom of the zone are the ones that are at mm-hmm. your ankles. Like when you're trying to you know read them, and then the ones that yeah. you think are going to be right at the belt end up going over the zone. So it's yeah, that's he's so yeah. frustrating to face. I've yeah, like, seen I'll that kid see- for years, and I still can't square him up. Yeah, like I'll see like comments and it's like Dan tips his pitches, like you know it's coming. yeah we know. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it doesn't throws, matter. If he throws a duck drop, your like your brain just tells you not to swing at it when it's coming over well, your just, head. Like, the angle you. that the ball is traveling towards you, <laughs> yeah. the hitter is so hard to like get like, solid like, contact. That's why when like, Sailor hit that bomb in Oklahoma, I was like, yeah. oh my god. That's how yeah, good like, Sailor is. Like, wiffle ball, you, you usually know, like, what pitch is coming. There's very few pitches. You're just like, oh, like, I didn't see that one coming. No. But, like, it doesn't yeah. matter because... 99% they, of the time, yeah. I think, guys in this league, we, we're well aware that t- pitches are being tipped. We know what's coming, but <laughs> yeah. the reaction time is so fast, guys, that it is, it's tough. Yeah. Regardless. They're like, just, they're like, risers, <laughs> they cross his shoulder. 
I'm like, trust me, I've been seeing Dan's riser. I've seen Kyle Schultz's riser for three years now, yeah. and it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, it's you've been you've been getting uh getting comfortable with those guys like like Kyle and Dan now for a few years, yeah. but um, you know, we'll we'll hear from Dan on it on this piece too, but. Uh, you know, what was your take on some of the young guys on the, the Eagles, those rookies or um, in Dallas, obviously, as well, yeah. but just like playing <laughs> against them? Was it kind of what you expected or maybe they were a little bit better? Yeah. No, Landon, Landon really impressed me. Um, I know it's for his first couple of bats, I'm pretty sure he kind of looked pretty ugly on it. But once he got comfortable, he started just smoking the ball to the fence. And yeah, obviously, Dallas, like he won rookie of the year. We all know Dallas is a really mm-hmm. good player. But Landon, yeah, Landon really impressed me. I think he has a really good swing, and I think he'll be really good. And it's unfortunate you had to face Blade. Blade kind of went off, and he's not going to play yeah. in probably any other series this yeah. year until maybe maybe <laughs> the playoffs. So yeah, I, I'm glad yeah, I went out to pitch I, to him. I love Blade. He was I raking. Yeah, no, he was. They're, they're a good sure. group of guys. All right, Jason. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, yeah, bummer sure. that you're one and two, but uh, I got faith in the Magic. There's there's not yeah. a whole lot of teams I don't have faith in anymore. It's really it's really anybody's season. So uh, best yeah. luck yeah. to you guys against the Cobras yeah. in your next series. Thank you. Thank you guys. All right. Take Peace it easy, Jay. Yeah. Thanks, man. See ya. All right. We thank Mr. Yeah. Chadwick for joining us tonight. Um, good to see you guys talk, Jack. I think you had to, you had to hash that one out, man to man. Yeah manager to manager and uh and figure it out but um no nah, there's you know nothing to be concerned about yet it's it's early you're one and two you've been in worse spots i know for sure you've been in worse spots before, oh yes but oh we have i know you have the 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 now one of the bigger rivalries in mlw magic versus cobras and that's your next series that's that's a big yes. one that's one to circle in the second slate of games for sure that one that one Tom is always circled in red every season. Um, and that's not because the team wears red in their jerseys. That that one's circled red on the calendar uh, always. But I think the like the takeaways from this series, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible. Like if you were watching mm-hmm. from a fan perspective, I think you would have to say in terms of trending, Magic kind of got the little hyphen next to them they're not really going up or down much from where they have been ranked or were ranked in the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. um but i think the eagles stock would would have risen a little bit after this series um and that's just my personal take from from watching the video um but as far as like the perspective of being the metro magic manager um you know you can't reinvent the wheel here uh we, we we lost the series one to two could have easily won it two to one if we had a couple more hits. So you got to kind of take things with a grain of salt and just sort of lace up your shoes the next day and go out and, and swing the bat. Yeah, that's why they call it wiffle ball. That's why they call it wiffle ball. Well, Jack, uh, thanks for joining me. And um, as you know, I've, I've already informed you it's, it's a hectic one. So I think I can let you go a little early today. Let you slide early. This is going to be uh, editing pod for the ages, folks. No, it'll, got, it won't be too bad. I, I just... One once again, want to want to give Tom the the audible edited in sound. <laughs> You're making wow. more work for just me, for Jack. his work, just for his work. <laughs> yeah, there. Ah, oh, see, even when I try to do something nice, I'm just making more work for Tom. Yeah, I cut no, you off. Seriously, someone unplugged this kid's mic. Yeah, uh, it was a it was a pleasure as always. I'm happy we were able to uh, to get it in, Good. talk some shop about the magic. Absolutely, stay strong, folks. Wands up. Wands never go down. Wands never go down. Absolutely. Well, uh, is the is the weather turning over there on the East Coast? Because it was a beautiful week here. Oh, talk about 
the you thing were playing about wiffle the ball, we- weren't you? I got a stat oh, check from you. I did. I was. <laughs> I was sick. playing some wiffle ball. We had uh, the the lacrosse guys. Now our season has ended, so we're you know bored out of our minds and thought, well, might as well organize a uh, little bit of round robin wiffle tourney That's here. Sick. I wish I wish we could have videotaped it just for the viewers because you've seen my pitching ability in MLW the and how cook. atrocious it is. But with amongst these guys, you know, amongst these regular guys who are who are athletes, granted, but, you mm-hmm. know, they don't have the the wiffle ball experience that MLW guys do. I mean, I am absolutely dealing out there like <laughs> I was awesome. It was like I was just hammering like slider, slider, slider. Oh, that's awesome. Then I, then I got the spot. Then I was, you know, pumping a little gas in there. We were we were pitching from a little bit closer than we normally do. So it was much easier. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was the man. Felt so great. And then I, you know, try to pitch in that's, an I'm, MLW game and I can't even get it I'm halfway there. But so happy to hear that, Jack. So happy. Yeah, no, it was great. It was actually a lot of fun. And it was so funny because I saw some of my buddies today and they're like, dude, we're, we're like all in, like we've been practicing like <laughs> nonstop for the past, like three days. My buddy's like, yeah, we got up at like nine in the morning today and played like three games, like just cause we had nothing to do. Like that's, just like four of them in the backyard. So, so funny. It is addicting. It's like it anything, when, you, it's when cool. you find something new like that, it's always fun. It but was yeah. just, it's funny. It was cool because like, I, like I said, like I obviously can't, you know, not a respectable pitcher in the league, but I I know how you guys like hold the ball mm-hmm. to throw certain pitches and stuff. So I was telling a couple of my buddies like how to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they got a little bit better arm, better mechanics than me and can maybe throw it better. So I'm, you know, showing them the base like sick riser, you know, mm-hmm. slider. And some of them were like getting the hang of it like yeah. pretty quickly. Like it was pretty cool. And they're you could kind of tell they were like, oh, this is like it is this fun. is fun. Like they're hype about yeah. it. So it was fun. It was a really good time. Jack, I must say, I was thinking about this and I think it actually came up in conversation today. Looking back at your predator days, um, make fun of the duck hook as you want, but at Colts field, you actually grooved in some yeah. nice sliders. <laughs> like you would get guys, you would the, get guys looking the slider. Like it, I have a, I have a love hate with the slider. Cause it's like when I get a, when I get the right ball and my, my arm is like, you know, in the right condition mm-hmm. and I can aim for the spot. Like I can, I can move it around a little bit yeah, and like have, have it curve in there. But when it's like something's wrong with the ball or my shoulders, not perfect. And then it's like, I can't even, mm-hmm. I have no control over it whatsoever. Then it goes South very quickly. And that's really the only pitch I have. But mm-hmm. I think the hitting in MLW has just gotten, in, gotten, you know, a little yeah. bit too skilled People for me. No joke. Mound. Back People in Colts no field, I could, I could get away with maybe throwing some high risers and getting some pop-ups or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave you with this today. A story. The reason I brought that up is yeah, a story came up. um, We're talking to Brennan Russell about this. There was a game, I think it was against the Seahawks in 2016. I want to say it might've been 17. Mm. It it was 17. It was 17. And um, I believe you guys were down to your last strike. It was 0-2 on Russell. And he hit a two-run shot to tie the game against the Seahawks. And then you were up next, and you had a walk-off bomb the next yeah. at-bat. That was sick. But that was one of those games or one of those days, I think, where you were pitching, and I thought of it. And you had actually a good slider. So I know you got it, Jack. And uh, I, I hope that, yeah, send the Magic to voice memos. Get them pumped. They need, they, need their, they need their leader. We'll get them going. We'll get them going. It's an uh, it's unfortunate situation, what it is, but it is what it is. Appreciate the little... Uh, the little dub in the video 
mm-hmm. um, about me not being there. So now oh, the yeah. cat's out of the bag. If you didn't listen to the Pipe <laughs> the It Up podcast, the, uh, the cat is out of the bag. We are dealing with some logistical scheduling issues mm-hmm. in terms of my playing availability for the summer. Yeah. But the Magic are still uh, still looking poised for the postseason. I love that word, poised. Yeah. yeah. Pipe It Up listeners, I gave you guys a shout out because someone... When we posted the photo reel on Instagram the day before the upload, people were like, where's Agner? And then I know one of our dedicated Pipeline Up listeners was like, um, he won't be there. They said it on, or I heard he won't be there. He's finishing school. And I did a nice at Pipeline Up MLW underneath it. And it got like five likes. So money. I, I gave Perfect. all the boys a shout out. But uh, all right, Jack, well, enjoy your week. Enjoy the summer. I mean, um, hopefully the weather stays good out there. And uh, good luck. Yeah. Talk to you next week. All right, man. Sounds right. good. See ya. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Jack's out, and Dan's in. Dan, how we doing? Pretty good. Back. Glad to be back on, Tom. Glad to be back on. Dan had a little weekend trip to the Smoky Mountains. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Dan ditched us, guys. I was out. <laughs> out hung, I know. I'm sorry. Hung to dry at the meadows today. It actually wasn't too bad. Hopefully, it wasn't. Yeah. Hopefully, it wasn't too it, bad. It wasn't bad at all. It's just like when you were playing last week. It was just me and Kyle on, on the staff with your dad helping out. Yeah. Um. So tell me, Smoky Mountains, how'd it go? Uh, to put it simple, it was very eventful. I. You want me to just dive right in? Yeah. What happened? Yeah, what happened? I'm a s- <laughs> He's been holding back this like story. Yeah. <laughs> it's something something great happened. So yeah, it very uh, okay. So we get there. Um, we as who? Me and well, me. I should say me and Brennan, my brother okay. Brennan Schultz. Uh, this was our kind of trip. This was our trip together. We're but um, bonding. so yeah, we drove into Great Smoky Mountains. It's actually really cool. On the way into it, we saw two elk, which was really okay. cool. Nice. But uh, so yeah, we start on the Appalachian Trail, which is like the main uh, trail in the Smoky Mountains. Trail. Yeah. Um, and then we're kind of camping like in like in the depths the first night, the Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we dart off the Appalachian Trail into this more backwoodsy type trail, mm-hmm. and about a half mile in, we see this big black thing. Oh, you saw? Which at first we thought was a bear. Yeah. But then we saw a little. Tur- twirly tail at the end so it was a hog which what? hogs are also pretty dangerous with their horns I've but it, it darts s- down it gets better and then we go out more like 100 200 more yards we see another big it was bigger black hog okay which again like we kind of thought it was a bear uh-huh. and then so we're like what is going on <laughs> i have never like brennan's like we have never seen this much wildlife before mm-hmm. and we're only like we're barely into the trip so we keep going, and I'm saying to myself, man, I really hope there's not a bear hunting these hogs <laughs> oh, right now. God. And sure enough, we're about a mile after that. Brennan sees it. Like 15 yards down, oh, there's a big yards? male black bear. Oh, my God. Brennan saw it. I didn't see it. Oh, you never saw it? Well, I know I saw it, but like not, not as close. Okay. And it darted away from us, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Because we were lucky. We had higher elevation, so I think it was scared of us. Okay. And darted downwards. But my, that was my theory. My theory was that it was a male black bear hunting the hogs. So we go. We keep going. 
Mm-hmm. We're trying to get to our shelter before it gets dark. Oh, God. I'd be so scared at this and, point. Hold on. It's still not done. So um, we keep going. We're like a mile, two miles away. Okay. And we're like, yeah, just one black bear. We're all good. Uh, we're <laughs> probably far enough away from it, right? Yeah. And then we're like, we, so we still think that was the male black bear. And we're like, well, hopefully we don't see the mom and the cub <laughs> if there is one out there. And so we're about like, yeah, like two miles away from it Mm -hmm. and it's getting really dark. So we're really trying to hurry because we don't want to be in pitch darkness when there's bears out. Yeah. And sure enough, because we're really paranoid, I should put that out there right now. I would be too. So my senses are on high alert. I have never Mm -hmm. been this. Oh my God. I was. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, out of the sliver of my eye, I see a movement Mm -hmm. and I say, Brennan, there's another bear. (laughs) And if you don't know, like, if you see black bears, you're supposed to be, like, really loud. Big, so, like, right? let them like, know and big. Like, like yeah, be intimidating. Like, like it's different wide. for every bear. Like, grizzly bear, you just have to open prey. You, like, yeah, lay dead. I, I think when you see a grizzly, you're toast. So, okay. So, yeah, we see this bear, and it's kind of hiding behind a tree. And I spotted it this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, I'm like, there's another bear. and But, it like, the trail kind of keeps going, like, towards the bear almost. Mm-hmm. So we have to be really careful. And for like five minutes, we stood there. But during that time, I see, Brennan didn't see it. I'm the only one that saw it. I saw a little head peek out and it was the cub. cub? So right away, I'm like, if this is a mom and a cub, this is where it's really dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for like five minutes, we just stood there, just letting it know it was there. And we slowly sneaked past it. Did you like see it all the way or not really? It was behind the tree the no, whole time. No, so that, that's what was most nerve-wracking. The first bear like darted away, so we knew it, like, it was scared of yeah. us. The second bear kind of stood it, or the mama bear and the cub kind of stood its ground. Oh, jeez. And then like after, it was really dark. After that, it kind of just vanished. So we uh, didn't know where it went. dark? That is so We scary. didn't know where it went, but we kept going, and we think it just like kind of vanished into its den, but we never knew where. You just it. imagined all that because you were so paranoid about seeing the first bear. Yeah, dude, it was so it was so paranoid. I was so paranoid. But then I watched uh, too much of a show called Untamed and Uncut as a kid on Animal Planet, which gets into like animal attacks and yeah. animals going crazy. Yeah, too many bear attacks that I've seen to make me feel comfortable around any type of bear. But I'm, I'm glad you're okay, Dan. Yeah. Too much, too much tragedy in this world nowadays. Yeah. So eventually we reached the shelter, like a quarter mile away. And we were all good, but uh, it was also kind of creepy that we had to sleep like a quarter mile away from where we knew there were bears. But it yeah, turned out freaky. the rest of the trip. Were you in a, were you in a tent? Camping? All good. Uh, actually, no, there was like a tiny shelter, but it was only like half open. So it was still like a bear could have just walked in. Okay. The bear could have just walked in. Freaky. I, uh, I saw so, an owl at the meadows this year, which was kind of cool. I'd never seen an owl like up close before, but that's about all I've seen wildlife wise. No bears. Yeah. Hopefully no. when I go up north tomorrow, I don't see any bears. I. Seeing a bear would be cool, but at the same time, it just sounds freaky, and I don't really want to see a bear. So. Absolutely bonkers. I will remember that for the rest of my life. It was crazy. Yeah, I've never seen a bear. That was a quick trip, because I was with you Friday night when I was shipping merchandise down here. So you left Saturday, and now you're here Sunday? Just a little no, we left early Friday morning. That was all oh, fr- I was that, here Thursday that, that night. Was all, that was all Friday. I was here Thursday night. And then we flew back stuff. Friday to Sunday. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah, Friday was the eventful day. Okay, no other bears the rest of the trip? Well, th- the Saturday and the Sunday, we took more, like, public, more touristy trails. So, okay, like, there wasn't you, as much. Scared you straight? Yeah. W- well, yeah, there, was, there wasn't uh, as much wildlife. That's fair. That's fair. Well, all right, Dan. I'm glad you're okay. Glad you enjoyed your little trip down to, what, Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee, North Carolina. Okay, cool. Um, good to see Brendan, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is he doing well? Yep. It's good.
Um, wiffle ball. Yep. Eagles magic. Um, I already talked to Jack and Jason earlier on the show, but um, I mean, you guys won the series two to one. Is there anything you're upset about after this series, or, or are things looking good over there in uh, Eastern Eagles clubhouse? Yeah, back to business, back to wiffle ball. I was really proud of our performance uh, going into this series. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. Like you know, Blade Landon only mm-hmm. you know, Blades only played you know a couple series. Uh, he played he got. I uh, played in the Gator series last year, but Landon really didn't know what I was going to get. But, you know, Landon, first game, walk-off hit, very impressed. And then Blade, game three, walk-off home run. Couldn't have asked for uh, better showings from them. So, yeah, just really proud of them. That's good, Dan. I'm glad you're proud of them. It was nice hearing you say that. Um, yeah, Blade, I want to touch on Blade first. Um, he just hit the crap out of the ball all day. Not even just the walk-off, but he was hitting the ball hard all over the yard. Um, that's kind of a big loss now. Like it's a no, problem. It you're not going to have them. Not to have him. Um, is he? Is there any chance he returns for the remainder of the year? Or not really. Yeah. So I was talking to Blade about this. I heard he had a successful um, surgery. Yeah. By the way, he, guys. he said. Yeah. He gave us. He gave the Eagle group Texting chat a text message saying it was a successful surgery. So I mean, who knows? We're gonna. I mean, obviously, like health is the number one priority. So we'll see how long it takes for him to recover. But like, yeah, hopefully. It can be a postseason run with him or late season run. I was blackmailing Dan at the Meadows saying that if uh, if Blade got hurt, I was going to uh, create a story in the media saying that Blade did not want to play prior to surgery, but his <laughs> manager Dan forced him to go out there and no, got him injured. No, no, no. I think Blade would keep playing if we if we were letting him. We're like Blade, you got to you got to heal after this surgery. He had a uh, torn labrum, so I think that was the surgery was to repair that, uh, which he injured in uh, football. It sounds like, but. And then, yeah, aside from Blade, Landon hit the ball well again. Yeah, um, and then we should talk about Dallas. Dallas was I mean, pitched the no best surprise. outing I've ever seen Dallas pitch. No hitter. It was no hitter. Yeah, no hitter. I didn't even realize that until he texted me after the game. I'm like, wow. I did. That was, yeah, definitely your best I put outing. The stats in. I put the stats in a couple days later, and I noticed it was a no hitter. Well, dude, his, like, him and Jason kind of both added, like, a new variation of the drop ball, yeah. which were similar, but Dallas's was cutting. I mean, hard. I, it was violent. It I was said, a violent like, pitch. Dallas pitches like nobody else in this league. Like, his movement is unmatched. But yeah, yeah. Jason also pitched really well. I couldn't touch Jason in, yeah. in game two. Yeah. Um, both pitchers played great. You pitched game two, Dan. Um, you yep. actually walked in the winning run for the Magic. I mean, yep. we touched on how you stayed in in spring training when you were walking guys, and I was like, this will yeah. pay off. And it actually, I think it did. It helped you in game one. You yeah, worked definitely. That did. Inning. And I think your preparation was definitely a p- positive, but um, that I mean, it's just running out of gas. I, I wasn't even. I told you right away. I was like, you can't be mad at yourself for that. Like you pitched. Yeah. Yeah. What now? Like I you pitched, pitched eight innings and only had given up one run. I think technically seven point one, but like because yeah. it walk off. So your final line was seven point one with two earned runs. Yeah. I mean that's pretty dang good in wiffle ball. Yeah. And it, of course, it's the first inning and the last inning. Like first inning, because I I don't know maybe the pregame nerves or whatever. I had to settle in, like you said. But I think yeah, spring training helped me out, stuck it out. Got I finally got in a rhythm, settled in. But then yeah, I just got tired by game two, by the fifth inning. I was th- honestly thinking about putting Dallas in, but I'm like I don't want to put him in cold in this situation. So I'm much I'm I'm really glad that um he just started game three and we got the ga- victory in game three. Yeah, I mean the Eagles. I, you can't convince me otherwise. They don't have the best young core in MLW. I mean, you definitely have the youngest average age on your team with both Landon, Blade, Dallas, all still in high school. You and Zach now college boys approaching your yep. your lower 20s. So uh, it's a promising team. I mean, 
I think we face you in our third series of the year, and I'm I'm glad Blade's not going to be there because <laughs> you guys you guys have a good lineup. Dude, I don't know what I, else to say about. I this. was so happy with we like we did a five man lineup for all three games. And I didn't Which expect. I would not recommend, but it worked. No, dude, I didn't expect to do that coming in. I was like, we're gonna. Uh, my plan was to to do a five man lineup the first game, see who's hitting, who's not, where everybody is at the plate. But then after the first game, everybody had a hit except me. So I'm like, okay, I can't bench someone if I don't even have a hit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, stuck it out. It really, Selfish it, manager should <laughs> bench himself. It really, yeah, it worked out though. I, I was really glad. No, but it's cool because I think the Eagles fans are used to like being okay. If Daniel doesn't hit a home run, we're gonna lose this game. Yeah, but you're getting production. I, I from didn't the even players. hit that well. I I got a lot of walks, which was my strategy. Dan's I was trying washed. to be more disciplined at the. He's plate. washed. No, you no. Pit, you pitched great, Dan. You had good at bats. You actually also like just missed a couple home runs. You had put some good swings on balls that you like fouled off or. I was under through. everything. Yeah, it's just getting out those those uh first series jitters. I think, but I think you'll you'll be all right, and your team looks great. Um, I consider you 100% a threat in the National League to the Diamondbacks yeah. and forever whoever else uh, dares challenge you. So I'm looking forward to our series. It's always a battle. Yep. And um, I wanted to hear from uh, Landon's perspective how he thought things went as this was his MLW debut outside of spring training. Um, so I actually called him Dan when you were not in the room. So let's head to that phone call now. Okay, now we welcome Landon, your guidest, to the podcast. Landon, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, Tom. Not a problem, not a problem. Just you and I, one-on-one, a little chit-chat amongst the boys. Um, so I got to say, Landon, you, you, uh, you impressed me. You impressed me this last series against the Magic. I can't, I can't lie. You know, Daniel slotted you in that five spot in the roster, in the lineup, I should say, and uh, you were kind of making jokes about it, and I was making jokes about it with <laughs> you, but, I mean, you, you delivered. You got you to gotta be pretty happy with your performance, but, uh, I mean, what would you think? Uh, I thought it overall went great. I, I usually always hit myself towards the end of the lineup anyways. Like, I hate hitting leadoff. Mm, okay. Like, in literally baseball, with well, anything, I just hate hitting leadoff. So, I, I was kind of, I'm kind of fine with being towards the end. Okay. Like, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad you kept an open mind about it, and it, it seemed to work. I don't know. Maybe maybe Daniel was smarter than we thought, and he, uh, it was calculated. But I got to ask you, because I know you've been a fan for quite some time, and you have your own football league. Was it like kind of surreal just to be out there, you know, wearing a jersey, being in an Eagles jersey, and then watching the video back and, and seeing yourself out there? What was that like? It kind of it was a really cool moment for me, and I don't think I took it in enough while I was out on the field. Like, it just made me realize, like, something I started from my the side of my house, like, just on my side yard, mm-hmm. like, turned into this. It was kind of It was kind of unreal, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine. I think, yeah, the, like, having just... This goes for anything in general, but like having anything recorded, anything on video is always cool. Just like relive that moment. Because like you said, a lot of times in the present, it's hard to fully embrace what's happening around you and the magnitude of situations. So to be able to watch it back, um, I'm sure it was pretty special for you. And like I said, it can be a lot of cases, whether it's just like a funny moment amongst you and friends, or it's a wiffle ball game, you know, it's just cool to have stuff on camera, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. So kind of along those same lines, and I, I asked the same question to Casey Bennett last week, but um, did the MLW game day experience differ from what you expected or kind of along the same lines of what you thought? Well, going, it was, first of all, I would, it was probably more laid back and loose than I thought of it, like okay. than I thought it was going to be. Because mm-hmm. like even at like the Bay City thing today that we did, like, all the kids were asking me, like, was it, like, super intense? Like, were you nervous? Yes to scare like, them all. 
<laughs> like I, I kind of just told him like it was more like laid back, more loose than you would think it was. Like guys are talking, guys are chatting. It's not like something where everybody's dialed in, everybody's trying to win. Like they're out there to win, but to also just have a good time and socialize as well. Like it's I mean, a perfect balance between the two. Yeah, is is your base city wiffle ball league much different than that or? Uh yeah, it's, it's not as serious at all. Like, okay, so you're even I kinda, more laid I kind of just go there like just to mess around, kind of like okay. I never really took like that league like too serious. Anyways, like I, in the tournaments, I was obviously like trying and going for wins, but in the oh, yeah. base city league, I just like I'm pretty like just like a lot more loose than MLW and just like more chill, and I'm not like thinking about the game as much. I mean, I think that's like. I mean, wiffle ball, let's call it what it is. You know, it's a backyard sport, and it's meant to be fun. So it's no different than, like, you and your friends, you know, playing a board game or playing Xbox against each other. Like, of course it's competitive. Of course everyone wants to win. But, like, at the end of the day, you're there to have fun. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. we pretty much just embrace that, as you saw. You know, we, we make jokes amongst each other throughout the game. But, of course, we're not trying to lose out there. We're trying, we're trying to win. You know, there's fans rooting for certain teams, and trying to perform your best. So, of course, the goal is to win. But, um, you know, it's, it's not really wiffle ball at its, at its core and at its, at its most pure form if you're not just out there having fun. So uh, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad it sounds like you enjoyed it. So I'm glad to hear that. So now a couple of final questions for you. Um, you. You've played some wiffle ball in your lifetime, of course, in your own league, MLW tournaments, and now in MLW. Um, the pitching you saw this past weekend from both Trevor Bonham and Jason Chadwick was that better than what you expected, or what do you think about that? I think going to the spring training was very beneficial, I would say, because I got to face the pitching. Like, it wasn't my going into this, like, first series wasn't the first time I saw, like, the pitching at the speed limit. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, it was, it came in, like, really quick in the spring training, but, like, once I got used to it in that, it transferred over to like seeing it in the first series. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was more used to the speed just from that spring training game, but it's came in quicker than anything I'd really ever seen. Yeah. Like some of the guys in that uh, MLW 13 to 15 bracket, those guys could sling it. And it was kind of close to like what I saw out there. The pitches just weren't moving as much. Yeah. Like when you saw something that fast in the tournament, it would just be like a fastball just thrown as fast as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because wiffle ball leagues across America are played at you know different pitching distances, but they're not that different. You know, we we play at um, I think from our pitcher's plate to like the base of our strike zone is like forty two and a half feet. So pitcher's plate to actual strike zone is probably like forty ish feet, and then like pitcher's mound to home is like thirty eight feet. But then there's competitive tournaments that are full fast pitch that are um like forty six feet or or forty seven and a half feet. Um, some leagues play at 45. Our tournaments are 42. So, like I said, they don't sound that different, but it's a huge difference. When it comes to that plastic ball moving through the air, just a couple feet, it's so noticeable. Like, oh, I yeah. was totally shell-shocked just from, because, you know, MLW, I hadn't played in an MLW game since last early August, late July. And then I played mm-hmm. in the two competitive tournaments um, with the MLW All-Star team. And then I played in MLW tournaments that were also from farther dif- distances. So, yeah, spring training for me was like, whoa, I got to readjust here to the, to the MLW yeah. distances. And everyone in MLW seems to throw sidearm, too. So that's also an adjustment is seeing the ball out of that low arm slot. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I can only imagine if, if you didn't go to spring training, I think you would have really struggled. But 
just those couple yeah. extra reps make a huge difference. But I mean, you were, really you were cool, calm, and collected out there. First career game, first pitch of your at bat in that in the bottom of the third inning, you get the walk off single. That was a rope. I mean, that was a good piece of hitting. Yeah, I, I did. I squared that one up pretty good. I'm sure that got you some props amongst amongst your friends. Walk off in your first game. Yeah, they they all kind of. It was really cool, kind of, because since it happens a week before the video actually comes out. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't like forget it happened. Like I knew it happened, but it was weird. Cause I was just getting like props for it a week later. Yeah. Like yeah. not right after the moment happened. Yeah, I mean that's that's been the case for a while. Like I remember when Alec yeah. Warda hit his um, walk off home run in 2019. Like that was played on like September 1st, and then the video didn't go up until November. We were all just like chomping at the bit, so excited to tell people about that moment because it was so cool. But um, yeah, you only had to wait a week, so it wasn't too bad. But yeah, uh, it was special. Bad. I mean, you mentioned last week when Bennett was on here, and I was like, you might not have the moment of the season. You never know. And then I'm not saying you won up to him quite, but it was it was pretty <laughs> close. I mean, it was still your first career game too. And uh, so just like that, two rookies having walk-offs in their first career games, pretty unbelievable stuff. So uh, I was I was definitely happy for you, and it was yet another cool moment in this 2022 season. I said the year right that time, guys. And, uh, yeah, happy for you. And I, uh, I wish you the best of luck throughout the remainder of the year. Me, me and you will face off soon. I think we play maybe the I think it's third, third series. series yeah, I third think. series. So I'm pretty sure our third series. Yeah, I'll make sure you don't hit anything that day. But, uh, <laughs> but besides that, I wish you luck. And uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yep. All right. Have fun at school tomorrow, Landon. Oh, I'll have an absolute blast. <laughs> make sure you study extra hard for me. Oh, I will. Just for you. Good, good. Your parents would be proud. Oh, yeah. All right, see ya. See ya. Man, what a nice kid. We got a lot of nice guys. Yep. You can tell Landon's a part of the Curdy clan. You can tell he's a gentleman who <laughs> shakes hands and gives out hugs. I got to give a shout-out to Curdy. That mic'd up was legendary. I was telling Kyle earlier today at the Meadows, just when he fielded that ground ball and got the fielder's choice at third base, just the, how smooth and charismatic that point was at the camera was, <laughs> was legendary. It was like he'd done it a million times. So that was that was uh that's the mic'd up to beat as of right now I'd say yeah um in in 2022, so Dan I appreciate you joining me tonight on uh, short notice and being flexible guys it's actually still Sunday night Dan got off his plane came straight here yeah I'm tired no need to record Monday morning oh I don't I know it Dan now we gotta unload some gear from my car so we don't have to do it tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but um appreciate you joining me Dan it's uh yep. it's always a pleasure yep. you you were I've been uh, getting some good feedback about you on the pod. I've gotten some comments and some comments. Awesome. So good. Not everyone hates you, Dan. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. To wrap up this week's episode, we got a new segment here. Um, I had an idea this morning, actually in the shower, to in the shower. Um, Dan, you don't even know about this. Um, I because we're always previewing the series. You know what I mean? We're previewing the upcoming upload, and we're usually doing it from hindsight. You know what I mean? We're like talking about it as if it hasn't happened, but of course yeah, it's already yeah, happened. Yeah. So what I did today is during the setup at the Meadows, it was very casual. I just pressed record in my voice notes in my phone, and me and Ward, I just talked pregame, a little pregame interview. Ooh, interesting. So I'm going to plug that in the podcast for you guys to listen to right now. Let's, Let's go. go for a little walk. Okay. I'm here with Ward at pregame at the Meadows. Yes, it's yes. It's about 1.11 right now, game time, 2 p.m. Uh, how are we feeling today, Ward? I'm feeling good. Uh, I've been really anxious to get out here. 
uh, got got caught by a surprise interview for Tom. So that's right. So uh, always trying to level up. Fun. You know, you yeah, know how it goes. Have to. This this idea came to Tom in the shower. All right, <laughs> it did. Know. It did. Um, so tell me a little bit more about this Mac kid. What what, uh, what was the discussion there in this draft pick? I know a lot of people were. Uh, it's been it's been a, it's been a uh, very highly criticized pick, I'd say. Yeah. By both internal people and people that are in the comment section. So uh, what do you have to say to the people that are doubting uh, the, the strength of chemistry? The the biggest thing I saw, even though he doesn't have much wiffle ball experience, the biggest thing I saw in him is really fast hands. And you look at guys like Nick Saylor, Jimmy Nort, Kyle, mm-hmm. they all have really fast hands. They just so happen to have the best averages in the league. So, uh, you know, I see Mac has got Mac's got really quick hands and. I thought that translate well to wiffle ball, even mm-hmm. though he has not much wiffle ball experience. You know, mm-hmm. I thought that. that so now was, you, so you got to pipe it up. Huh? Pipe it up. <laughs> so, you, so you got uh, they can hear you, I'm sure. Um, so now you got a good mix of veterans and you got a couple youngsters. You got yourself, Ryan, Russell, and then McGlade and Holly here at the Meadows today. You consider this season more of a rebuild, or you think it's it's go time for the Preds? What do you, what do you think, realistically? Um, honestly speaking, honestly speaking, it's a little. We're trying some some. We're trying some stuff out, so it's a little bit of a rebuilding because we're we're gonna mess some other things that you guys will see in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a DH today. Yeah, DH okay. or maybe some uh, you know manipulation of the batting lineups, okay. something okay. like that. So yeah, we're trying we're trying a few things out. We just knew we had to come back a different, a little bit of a different Preds team. Can't be. The same, you know, one-two punch that we've always had. It's got to be a little bit different. Got to mix it up. So, got to evolve. Yeah, a little bit of a rebuilding year, I'd say. But uh, nothing too intense. Nothing too intense. Nothing like the Mallards, eh? <laughs> hey, we're all in. <laughs> but, but the Mallards are ready to go, man. All right. All right well, good luck to you today, Ward. Good luck this season. And uh, make sure you touch all the bases when you run on the home runs. Thanks, Tom. Like try. to criticize that. Yeah, I'll try. No, good luck. Thank you. Ward is sounding optimistic about his quote-unquote rebuild for the Preds, and they are taking on the Great Lakes Gators in that series. Dan, do you even know what happened today? Uh, yeah, my dad, uh, my dad spoiled dad it. Spoiled it. Yeah. From the statistician, of course. Yeah. The <laughs> but, all right. Well, before you heard that, what's your prediction? I actually, um, which, which got some, I got some hate for this amongst uh, Kyle and Mr. Schultz, but uh, uh, my pregame prediction was a, uh, a Gators sweep over the Preds. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know. The reason I said that is because whenever I play the Gators, they're always amazing. Yeah. And their arsenals are good. Yeah. They can hit the ball. And just there's a lot of, you know, question about the the draft pick for the Preds. And Ryan's been pitching in the league for a long time now, and guys are learning his arsenal and that kind of thing. So that's just where my head was at with it. I think the Predators are going to come out flat. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, honestly, and maybe we are, bi- maybe we are biased, but... Before the series, I also thought the Gators would win, but 2-1, not a sweep. 2-1. Yep. Okay, so I got Predators getting swept. Dan's got them losing 2-1. We will see what the Predators can do and if they can prove us wrong. Uh, Well, that's going to wrap it up for this show. Episode 97 in the books. Just two more episodes to the big one hundo. But thank you all so much for tuning in, and I appreciate you enjoying this hectic episode with me. But it actually probably didn't come across too hectic. It just um, felt that way for me producing it. So until next time, this was the Pipe It Up Podcast. All right, we now welcome Landon Yurgaitis to the show. Landon, welcome, welcome back to the Pipe It Up Podcast. All right, so is that like the intro? Or? Well, I already introed everything. We're just cutting into this interview, Landon.
right, all right. All right, hold on. All right, let let, let, it, let it, me do it, it again. Let me do it again. Okay, yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I, was, I just yeah. didn't know what Rookies, to say. man, rookies. This will be a funny blooper. <laughs> um, 